0: I'm Marianne Kolbisak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with Elisa Castanti, Vice President of Research at security firm Scout about a new report examining cybersecurity risk in connected devices in healthcare. So, Elisa Please very briefly describe what you examined for this research and what did you find that
1: was most surprising? So what we have done is basically looking at the device landscape. So we at Forescout, we have a collection of device information, like over 18 million device information that come in daily and the research question was uh, what are the devices that are most risky and why are they the riskiest and what are the components that make them risky? Uh, so what we have done was um, to create a formula to compute risk and basically run this formula over the 18 million devices and then classify, you know, the riskiest devices per vertical. We are monitoring like several verticals, which include healthcare, but it's also like government, retail and others, and geographies. And, and then we come up with some research which are interesting, like uh, in, in the healthcare spaces, for instance, things like devices like uh, uh workstation or PAX servers, and I can elaborate more what those devices are, are amongst the riskiest for a variety of reasons. So
0: I understand that some of the most worrisome devices identified in healthcare are IOMT devices such as DICOM, workstations, nuclear medicine systems, imaging machines, mm-hmm. packs, and patient monitors. Why are those devices so risky?
1: So the way we compute risk includes a variety of factors um, and it puts together factors like vulnerabilities. So are there any known vulnerabilities in these devices? Misconfiguration. Is the device actually Configure correctly, or do I see unencrypted data? Do I see the fault password? Do I see the uh, fault protocols that are enabled, which should not be enabled because are basically expanding the threat landscape or communication with bad IPs, which are normally uh, connected to, to bad actors. Uh, so those are the reason behind that. In this specific case, especially for DICOM workstation, nuclear medicine system, and in general in the healthcare, one of the things that impacts risk mostly is misconfiguration so what happens is that those devices are legacy devices like uh, uh, they are in a network for a long time sometimes 10 20 even 30 years because those represent like big investment Um, and then what happens is uh, that they come they have been designed historically with no no cybersecurity in mind. So they come with the default password, they come with protocols that are unencrypted. And if you think about DICOM the workstation, they're actually used to transmit imaging of X-rays and you know, other medical imaging and, and, uh, and exams. Uh, so basically, there is a lot of sensitive information. And this sensitive information is uh, transiting in clear, so without encryption on the network, which makes uh, the risk level of these devices, they are compromised quite high.
0: So do many of these risks get tied to legacy products more so than some of the newer products coming out, or is it sort of across the board that, you know, imaging systems, DICOM, PACS, there are some sort of uh, inherent um, characteristic of these sort of devices that do make them more risky? The legacy
1: part is one of the component, but I think it's also like, uh, uh, in general, uh, it's, um, we, we see that now the FDA is actually starting to recall some devices if the cybersecurity risk is deemed too high, right? We have seen that in the past. Uh, but I would say that still, generally, what happens is that the, the the producer, the manufacturer of those devices do not have really security in mind. Plus, when you deploy those devices in healthcare facilities, uh, the people that are actually configuring them they they lack most of the time cybersecurity expertise. So what happens is that uh, what you want is for those devices to work. So availability is a much higher uh, feature characteristics and quality that is expected from these devices, which basically makes also, and and that's what the misconfiguration part says, even if DICOM actually has a functionality which allow the the workstation to, to transmit data encrypted is we see and what we observe is that that is almost never enabled. So it's like both a lack sometimes of features, but some, sometimes even if the security feature is there, what is lacking is the proper configuration of that feature.
0: So, with that said, what are the risks to healthcare organizations and potentially patients if a vulnerability is exploited? If the encryption is not turned on, you know what? What is the bottom line here for these organizations? Is it data breaches? Is it are these devices becoming unavailable? What are What are some of the fallout from these problems?
1: What we see is two trends. One trend is actually that the, what, what we are also doing at Four Scout. Um, is looking at the threat actors and the motivation and what are they doing. And what we see is that there is an increased interest from the threat actors to actually exploit IOMT, which is the internet of medical Things. So all the medical devices or the IoT in general as an easy access point to the networks and this access point is because like by leveraging exactly what you said right exploiting vulnerabilities or leveraging the misconfiguration maybe some of those devices we have seen them. Uh, some of them are connected directly to the internet or they're easy reachable and if then they're vulnerable risky and also like you know connected to some critical services uh, they can actually represent a quite interesting target for threat actors So, so being used as an entry point is one risk the second risk is, which is also like uh, feasible, is like, what if the threat actors is interested, it depends on the motivation of the threat actors, but most of them are after financial gain. So they might actually get access to clear information about patients. So the privacy problem will be there. Uh, they can s- steal the data, have a data breach, steal pre- like data that is uh, sensitive. And w- this will basically cause the HDO or the healthcare facility, quite some issues from broader reputation perspective, sometimes from a law perspective. So there is like a lot going on if a data breach happens. Another risk is that actually they can be part of a ransomware attack. And then on top of the leakage, on top of the unavailability of the service, that can actually also cause disruption to the service itself. So, you know, healthcare services cannot be delivered. And if patients are there, connected to the systems, they might actually suffer from some damage. We have seen something happening in this sense with WannaCry, right? When WannaCry happened, I I think like uh, HDOs took something like a couple of years to really uh, get back to the the backlog of things they had to do. And so like unavailability and risk of these devices being used as an entry point, I think are the highest uh, things that, you know, manager of healthcare facilities should take in mind.
0: What other sorts of IoT or even OT gear in healthcare are most concerning from a cybersecurity perspective and why?
1: This is a super interesting question because actually, when we speak about healthcare, most of the times we only think about medical devices, but if you enter in any healthcare facilities, and if you look around, you see things like IP cameras, you see things like HVAC, like hair and ventilation system for regulating the temperature, and you see things like lighting system in the offices, and you see VoIP phones, which is voice over IP, so all the communication system. So all of those are not typically considered IOMT, like they are not technically medical devices, but they are definitely part of the facilities. Uh, And uh, uh, building automation, which is also an extension of the OT part, uh, building automation devices for access control, you know, to guarantee that only the people that are authorized get into uh, certain rooms that are actually dispensing medicines and drugs, for instance, are all connected. And amongst these devices, we have seen IP camera, VoIP phones, video conferencing, and also some Automation controllers amongst the riskiest one, so that may means that you know organizations, even if from healthcare, government, and manufacturing, they actually share something, which is the increasing risk coming from this IoT, which are pervasive and are basically there across the industry. I would say.
0: So with all of that said how should healthcare organizations that use this assortment of various devices better address these risks are there one or two things that they should be doing that you find they often
1: don't do i think the first thing would be like starting have visibility so understanding what are the devices that they have and uh, how wh- what is the level of risk right the same exercise that we have done can be done in their own environment, and then understanding the risk devices, and from there, basically put down a cybersecurity strategy. It's like by knowing the risk posture, by knowing, for instance, information about what are the threat actors out there that are targeting healthcare facilities and why, they can actually put together a strategy that is sort of custom-made for their own environment, and then prioritizing, for instance, the reduction of the risk for the devices that are actually impacting them. They are present in the network and is impacting their organization. So I would say these two points summarizing, getting visibility and creating a plan to reduce the risk.
0: And what about the device makers themselves? What should they be doing to better address the security risks posed by their products in healthcare settings? That is
1: like also couple of actions are necessary. The first one is increasing. uh, There are some initiatives there, but increasing the the availability of security features, right? Like encryption, like authentication, um, multifactor authentication, for instance, uh, and these kind of, uh, of things that are almost completely on the hand of the manufacturer. And then there is something that happens at... Uh, at deployment right when these when those devices are installed in a healthcare facility when they are actually used making sure that the procedures and policies that actually make sure the use is uh, um cyber security is actually taken into account when doing the deployment is also the second thing and this actually is only possible if there is a collaboration between the manufacturer the seller and the actual asset owner, which is using the, the, the device itself.
0: I've been speaking to Elisa Costanti. I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.